0: But this used to be Ugh. Stop it. Madonna, (laughs) stick with what you know. (laughs) Acting and movies.
1: Welcome to Your Inner Childhood an Idiot, the podcast where we look back on things from our childhood and see if they're any good. My name is DJ. Hi, DJ. I'm Damon. Hello, Damon. We're, uh, Business continuing, only now.
0: We're continuing our journey through 1992, I guess. Ah, uh, yes. What were you doing in 1992?
1: I was being 10.
0: Classic you.
1: <laughs> we're talking about A League of Their Own, starring Tom Hanks, starring Gina Davis. Wow. Madonna, what with the man
0: first? Interesting.
1: Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> D- uh <laughs> Lori Petty. Gary Marshall. <laughs> Lori Petty.
0: That guy. John the Lovitz. Guy. John Lovitz. Gary Marshall. Do you already I say already Gary, Marshall? Gary Marshall? Sorry, sorry. Who's that guy? I already What's mentioned him guy? too early, and
1: now you want to mention him twice.
0: Who's the guy who's like the handsome guy, the Harvey bar guy, but who's not Harvey? That's what who's I said, that, that guy? guy. Oh, that guy. he's that guy. Yeah. Why'd they kill that guy? Why'd they? Kill that guy? <laughs> He's
1: the guy who was Edward Strathern. David Strathern. David Strathern.
0: David Strathern. The guy who I always think is Scott Glenn but isn't. Oh. Scott Glenn is a more skeletal David Strathern. This seems like a you problem. (laughs) (laughs) Two very anonymous
1: actors. (laughs) Here's the thing Mm -hmm. this movie fucking rules. And I'm a little scared to come at it critically because I'm afraid that I won't have anything to say. There's probably enough sincerity in this movie that we can, we can always go that route. Oh, yeah. I any, love taking anytime. down a few
0: sincere yeah. moments. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, this has been a favorite movie of mine uh, since it came out. I love it.
0: Even though you hate funny. baseball.
1: I also love baseball, so that oh, checks that's out. Oh, that's what
0: I, I, always remember that you and baseball are somehow linked, but I always just assume no, that you're thinking you hate of baseball, but it's, you love baseball.
1: You, you, you're thinking of, uh, World War II. I hate World War II. <laughs> because Mussolini was right. Mussolini was right.
0: <laughs> Mussolini was right.
1: Made the trains run on time. I love that. Like, first of all, what the fuck are you talking about? How late are you people? Also, not that big of an ask. I,
0: think- <laughs> I feel like we don't have to do all the fascism just to make sure the trains run on time. Just get them a, ro- a watch. I feel like we don't have to ally ourselves with white supremacists <laughs> just to keep this train schedule nope. accurate.
1: Listen, do you want the train there on time or not? <laughs> we got to do all this other stuff. Just other stuff, a.k.a. the Holocaust. Just oh. being complicit. Good Lord. Um, Good tape. A League of Their Own is a story of a, a women's baseball league based on the real women's baseball league that started uh, while the while most of the men were serving overseas during World War II. It's a it's a comedy. It's it's got elements of drama. It's got Gina Davis. It's got Tom Hanks.
0: we've don't I'm just saying the list. I'm just saying Madonna. Did we even say Madonna in our list? We did, and now we've done it twice. Lori and we, Pet- don't forget Lori <laughs> Petty. Lori Petty's great. Tank Girl herself. Mm-hmm. Station eleven.
1: Mm hmm. Other movies, I'm sure. This is uh, uh, this is not peak Rosie O'Donnell. This is pre talk show Rosie O'Donnell, though, right?
0: This is like, pre talk show, but post VH one uh, comics half hour
1: <laughs> Rosie right. O'Donnell. Right. I love this movie. I don't know, I don't know what else to say. It's got You're doing good. Lot of, You're keeping it lines. tight. You're
0: not it's not seeming flabby or or just rambly. You're doing great.
1: It's got a, line, a lot of lines that I quote all the time. Mm-hmm. Has anyone seen my new red hat?
0: <laughs> Piss on your hat.
1: I don't know why that's one I quote all the that time. That is but a it very is. specific it line. It is. For very
0: specific. Like you can't even just use it for hats. You have to do it about red hats.
1: A shout out to my friend Natalie, who uh, I quote this uh, movie all the time with. It's just, it's just great. What do you have to say about it? <laughs> I'm going to allow you to talk now.
0: That seems like Being I was like my a co-host. Pauline Kale who like, tried to take down this movie uh, when it came out. And you're like, what do you have to say about it? Now that it's a classic, you son of a bitch. Um, here's what I have to say. I also remember seeing this movie. I also will give it a silent thumbs up on a podcast.
1: I was counting things, but it was oh, okay. like a
0: thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> I also remember seeing this movie. I also remember enjoying this movie, despite, despite, DJ... Not being particularly fond of sporting events in general and baseball specifically.
1: Nor chocolate bars.
0: Not a fan. Fermenting cocoa beans? No, thank you. It's never going to catch on. <laughs> here's what I have a memory of, and here's where I'm going to come down. They call me the hammer. You know how they <laughs> yeah. call me the hammer? Get, I'm, gonna I'm come getting down ready on for this it. movie. Get ready. At least in the cable edit for this, when you'd catch it on TNT, much like our last show, My Cousin Vinny, it's one of those movies that was just on TNT 36 hours a day. Mm-hmm. They did this weird thing where to make it fit on our old timey 1990s television sets, rather than just cut off the sides or like do widescreen, they do a digital pan. Uh, Have you ever yeah. experienced this? Oh, yes. Yeah. And I, this was the first movie where I noticed it. I can't, I can't. I don't know what if it was specifically this movie, but it was the sensation of being seasick in your living room. <laughs> Can we it's even really so, blame this movie for it? This is really
1: Turner Network this television. This is the memory <laughs> I have
0: of Illegally Wrong. Please don't ruin it for me. <laughs> it's so weird and unnerving weird. that it, I didn't like watching this movie when I catch it on cable. Another thing I want to say about this movie, and this is a place where a lot of movies fail, but this movie succeeds Old lady casting of its young ladies. But with Gina's voice coming out of old lady Gina. <laughs> it's unsettling. There's a bit of an uncanny valley, but I have to hand it to the Don't casting that. of that lady. Yes. She looks like an older Gina Davis. If Gina Davis hadn't mm. just turned her head into a silicon globe, which right. seems to be the avenue she's chosen to go on. Yeah. But the casting of her and uh, Lori Petty's character, Lori Petty. Third time's a charm on the name drop. And even like old Madonna. I think it's like, it's like, she's great. She's gonna show up. And- <laughs> <laughs> is she a three times or a five times like Candyman? That was one Candyman. That's three Lori Petty's, <laughs> one Candyman. We have to keep track. I may even say a Bloody Mary, so we'll have to keep into separate scoreboard for so that. Wait. Do you have a spreadsheet open?
1: <laughs> Do you? So does it count if I say it because it's the same broadcast? No, I think it
0: has to be I have to say Candyman. That's two. Each of the five times.
1: Now, what about Beetlejuice? So we've got Beetlejuice, Candyman. Okay, so now
0: we—now you have a Beetlejuice going. <laughs> I have two, two of them,
1: and then I have two. And Candymans. I have one
0: Beetlejuice, Candyman. That's, that's my second <laughs> one of that name. Who? That was close. Three seems oddly tight. Like I Candyman, think, I appreciate that's oh, four. Oh uh, shit! <laughs> I appreciate that because that's a little looser. Like you wouldn't accidentally say his name five times. Who's? uh. (laughs) No. So, how many Lori Petty's are we on now? Because that's three. You're on. Is that your third? Oh, yeah. She's going to be in your bathroom mirror. Oh, jeez.
1: Yeah. So make sure you go in. At least she doesn't make you watch the entirety of Tank Girl. That's it.
0: (laughs) Come on, Lori. We can't leave the bathroom until you finish all three acts. I appreciate that Malcolm McDowell was a big get for this movie, but this is weird. Why am I watching the movie in the mirror? It's backwards. It's not even a good experience for me. (laughs) It smells in here. Yes, it's my fault. We're going to
1: watch A League of Their Own and talk more about it. Watch along with <laughs> us. We'll be back. That seems like a threat. Hot tamale mama, do we have a deal for you? You you can, you, okay, pitch some other uh, exclamations. Go ahead. I mean, uh, a- uh,
0: you know, who? doggy that's one <laughs> couldn't you say that
1: <laughs> big top peewee we got a hamdinger today that's where that they, comes
0: why would they reference a, a movie from 40 years from now that's that's where the that present. came from that's where that came from oh yeah peewee herman was like what if i named it after my favorite baseball announcer yeah exclamation
1: hello haberdasher we're about to have a barnstormer today we got a sale for you you can you can support the podcast over at uh, patreon.com, which I don't know what that means because it's the forties. But I've been given this copy and I'm gonna read it dutifully.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Our boys overseas want you to support the Patreons, whatever that means.
1: <laughs> patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot, you can um, support the podcast at a low level where you uh, get your name written in the credits, a slightly higher level where you get your name read in the credits. Uh, by professional broadcasters like me and Damon, I don't know. I lost the th- the accent and the thread at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But keep going. Oh, paper clips and tomboys. <laughs> this is garbage. But I just wanted to continue. <laughs> well,
1: kiss my motorized horse and carriage. Mhm.
0: You really nailed the time period that this is set in. Where they're still terrified of cars coming down the street.
1: <laughs> Look, anything uh pre-1980s a little fuzzy for me. I <laughs> Disco was in the 40s, I think. I don't know.
0: Oh, doctor, I start my car with a crank and Nixon just resigned. It's a humdinger of a 1942 day.
1: We are back. (laughs) We watched and we've seen
0: things according to your tone of voice.
1: A league of their own. Penny Marshall, Tom Hanks, Gina Davis. I almost said Kit Harrington, but I meant uh,
0: Kit Harrington. Lori (laughs) Petty playing as Kit Harrington. Mm hmm. But only in the Eternals, not in not in the Game of Thrones. Just in the Eternals, for some reason.
1: Yeah, he was he <laughs> he played himself in the uh, in Game of Thrones, played by right. Lord Petty. In the everybody knows. Right. That. I would like to synops- well documented. Go I'm ahead. synopsis, please. I got okay, uh, we see an old woman <laughs> reuniting with uh, her former baseball team. It's it's uh, it's an older uh, Dottie Henson, but she flashbacks. She sees the baseball diamond. Thinks, hey. This used to be my playground. And then she flashes back to when it was her playground. Because the boys are at war. They're overseas fighting Nazis. They can't play baseball. They've been conscripted, conscripted, They've been constructed. Constricted. <laughs> and And uh, we still need baseball, obviously. The morale. We can't have the morale going the- so low.
0: What did the Roman Emperor say? You got to have the gladiatorial, the Colosseum and the bread. Bread and bread and games or whatever they, they would say.
1: Not even war would stop baseball, which I think is true today, you know, in, in our modern era when only labor negotiations will stop baseball. The only so,
0: unions uh, that still function. <laughs> and police unions, football unions.
1: So we see the formation of the All-Americans Girl Professional Baseball League. We are our heroes. Kit and Dottie, the sisters, they they join the league. They meet a, a group of lovely characters, and their their new manager, uh, Jimmy Dugan, played by Tom Hanks. They uh they take the world by storm. Well, the country by storm. Well, regions of the country by storm. And uh, they they uh, they show they show them, hey, gals, they can play baseball too. And well, and how? And uh, we see we see them get all the way to the World Series. And uh, by this time, Kit has been traded to. Uh, an opposing team. They play each other in World Series. Last play of the game. Kit bowls over Dottie, the catcher, and she lets go of the baseball. Kit becomes the hero after spending her whole life overshadowed by her big sister, Dottie. She gets to be the hero. lifted up. She's the hero of the game.
0: If I didn't know any better, it felt like almost like that was played up for dramatic effect, that she would be on the opposing team that was against them in the World Series. But... This is a historical document. That's how it panned out.
1: Yeah. And uh, then we get to uh, fast forward to a a 30 to 40 minute epilogue uh, where we see... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Little tension
0: in the voice Little
1: tense. (laughs) 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 The uh, women, uh, many of whom are actual uh, foreign players of the AAGB. P-L- uh, playing baseball and uh, celebrating to Madonna's uh, a snappy little tune. This used to be my playground, and that's 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 the story of a League of Their Own.
0: There you have it. Uh, uh, league of Their Own follows one of the templates I love that was uh, well made fun of by uh, Walk Hard: A Dewey Cox Story, um, where she. You know, when Dottie, old Dottie, arrives at the uh, the museum opening, she stands there and immediately starts thinking back on her time uh, with the League of her own. And then the whole movie plays out, and then it cuts back. By then, you as an audience member have forgotten the the framing device, and then it cuts back to her, you know, two hours later, her still standing there. I'm like, has she been standing there this whole time? <laughs> Just perfectly, people are like, why is that woman just, should we check on that woman? She's just been standing there staring off into space, mouthing dialogue for the past two hours. (laughs) She, I think I heard her say pickle tickle. (laughs) She does a good Rosie O'Donnell, I'll tell you that. She does a good Rosie O'Donnell impression.
1: It's a league of their own. Yeah. The casting on old Dottie. Uh, old, you know, supposed to be old. Gina Davis is top notch.
0: Oh, it's so good! All I feel like all the
1: old lady casting is pretty good. It's pretty good, and it's what the only thing that makes it weird is how different must her voice have been in order for them <laughs> to feel like they had to get Gina Davis to to because no one else in. gets
0: dubbed. No one else, even is Rosie dubbed. O'Donnell, who probably has the most recognizable voice. Yeah. the woman that uh, plays old like her, her. is just some lady.
1: It's i like it's fine lady. and it's fine. She does the accent. It's fine. I'm
0: like yeah. She's from Brooklyn. Got it. But this woman, I imagine she had like a clown voice, like whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, like that's a little angel. <laughs> what could
1: she have possibly done that was that bad? Did, or are they just like Gina? I mean, Gina Davis does have a distinctive voice. She's got a like a uh, you know a a deeper throatier voice. Um, yeah I mean, but it's not it's not like she's not Kathleen Turner, like right it's uh I don't know i it's it's weird if I'm being the the casting is so good that it makes it be like she sounds a lot like Gina Davis, but only for like a second until you realize, well, oh that's clearly Gina Davis
0: I mean, it was distracting also because I mean, your voice changes as you get older, <laughs> right, it's fine, uh, yeah, it's just distracting that. It doesn't seem like Gina Davis does anything to her voice to make it different. Um, probably because they were like, "No, we need to make sure she sounds like Gina Davis. Don't do anything. Just speak into the mic. Try to match her lip movements." But exactly. It's just, and it seems also kind of stiff and weird. It's really, it's really distracting.
1: And it, it's like the Hall of Presidents a little bit.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> well, no, at least, well, I guess, yeah, because you're. <laughs> Because it is, it is Donald Trump's voice coming out of it, Robit. <laughs> but it's, and that's saying something that it doesn't quite look like Donald Trump because even Donald Trump doesn't look quite like Donald Trump anymore. <laughs> like a hastily drawn sketch of Donald Trump.
1: <laughs> that's why I prefer to remember him as an oil painting of him like crossing the Delaware with his shirt off <laughs> and muscular. <laughs> Did you notice the, the interaction with, The grandsons, like, setting up the sibling dynamic.
0: You know, DJ, I did pick up on that. (laughs) Setting up major motifs. Breadcrumbs. (laughs) So Penny Marshall, show us the way out of this scary forest.
1: (laughs) So, as as, uh, Elder Doddley is... Doddley?
0: Doddley? (laughs) Is that his name? Is that canonically his name?
1: As Elder Dottie is leaving the house Mm -hmm. with her daughter, she interacts with her grandsons and they're playing basketball. And she has a little talk with both of them. She talks to the older one and says, you know, be be nice to your, your little brother. Make sure that he, you know, let him shoot. Let him shoot too. Mm-hmm. And then he's, when the little one comes over, he says, kill him.
0: It's cute.
1: What do you think? Uh, how do you think that weighs in to our conclusion? Are we there yet? Let's let's wait. I don't know. I just want to like that's going to come does into play. how
0: that our conclusion?
1: I mean of the movie not of our conclusion
0: about uh, how does the boys playing basketball weigh into my conclusion about the movie is that the question that's being posed to me
1: how does it weigh (laughs) into the dynamic between kit and and dotty which is oh well
0: i mean it does tell us the film in retrospect you know were you to watch it for a second time you would pick up on that gina realizes maybe hey let him win a little. But also, maybe, did she let Kit win the World Series? Is that what you're asking me? Put a pin Is in that. Is that what you're asking me?
1: Put a pin in that, my friend, because we're going to talk about that. Uh, but not yet. I walk not in yet. here.
0: This used to be my playground. It's too you're early. And you dropping truth bombs like that.
1: It's too early. Go ahead. Penny Marshall. Are there a Penny? What are,
0: oh, she's dead. I was reminded... <laughs> I'm yes. looking this up that she is dead. Yes. But that didn't stop me from impersonating her <laughs> to Tyler while we watch this movie. I think it's okay. Oh, my God. In my defense, I am not really doing an pr- impersonation of Penny Marshall so much as doing an impersonation of Rosie O'Donnell doing an impersonation mm. of Penny Marshall. Okay, you do that a lot. Uh, No, but do you remember there used to be a show on Bravo uh, called Celebrity Poker, and they would Mm -hmm. have just uh, fun people sitting around playing poker? Mm -hmm. It was a weird period for Bravo. Post-Project Runway, pre-Andy Cohen's tyrannical takeover. (laughs) despotic rule that continues (laughs) to this day. Where he just screams at housewives constantly. And I remember after Rosie O'Donnell had finished her legally obligated post coming out, recusal from being funny. She took about six months where she just did never said a joke. And I was like, what happened to the Rosie O'Donnell I hired? She (laughs) went on celebrity poker with Penny Marshall and kept doing impressions of Penny Marshall (laughs) Uh, to Penny Marshall's face, Penny Marshall, of course, is wearing those, you know, she and Diane Keaton both wear those weird colored sunglasses right. at all times because they're both, I don't know, allergic to the sun or something. So Penny Marshall, of course, wearing her blue tinted pince nez. they're always like at the end of her nose. And Rosie O'Donnell will just be like, oh, Rosie, you can't make fun of me no more. <laughs> it's It was truly a joy to watch. <laughs>
1: What else did she direct?
0: Thank you. Have a tab open already, my Thank friend. You. Let me go to director here. Please. She directed some episodes of Laverne and Shirley. That makes sense. Uh, I was think she ba- Laverne
1: or Shirley? I remember she. She was
0: Laverne. Okay. Um, that sounds right. You can tell which one's Laverne and which one's Shirley because Laverne literally had an L sewn onto every sweater she wore on the show. Smart. It's smart. Smart. It's smart. I think her big break was big. That's our new
1: catchphrase. (laughs) Smart. It's smart.
0: (laughs) Good answer. Good answer. (laughs) Uh, Her big break was- Would be the worst at
1: Family Feud. It's just you and me. I guess Damon again. It's your turn. Sorry, go ahead.
0: Uh, She directed big. I think that was her big Uh, break.
1: I knew there was at least one
0: other- Big one. <laughs> um, she also directed Awakenings with uh, yes. Robin Williams and uh, Robert, De- not Robert Denny Jr., Robert De Niro. Uh, mm. And then after that was League of Their Own, Renaissance Man. Oh, yeah, I remember yep. Renaissance yep. Man. The Preacher's Wife, Tadito. the remake with Whitney Houston. Riding right. in the Cars with Boys, two episodes of According to Jim- Ooh. Gets a little more iffy. Okay. Um, Not an it
1: girl anymore.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Women Without Men, a TV movie, and un- two episodes of United States of Terra. And it also okay. says here Rodman, a documentary. Mm-hmm. That seems that seems unusual, right? Because mm-hmm. it came out in 2020. I
1: don't know. Maybe it was like uh, they showed pieces of something that she.
0: No, wanted. I mean it's under her directing credits, and it, she is listed as the director of Rodman. Oh, okay. Dennis uh-huh. Rodman uh, about Dennis Rodman so okay. that's Penny for you oh my god
1: <laughs> this is like uh, it's kind of rare rarefied air to get like because she had some like big movies um, to be to be a woman director at this time it's just like I mean it's still rare given being th- what a 30 years hence to to like uh, get the opportunities and to, to like be considered like you know in the no, upper echelon of directors. Like I'm not yeah, saying you're right. I'm saying it's not right, but it doesn't make it untrue.
0: And it is weird like the fall off because I mean this was a big this was a big hit naturally. Yeah. And then Renaissance Man I don't think was a big hit because but it is a hit in the Xanthopolis household.
1: I remember seeing that movie a lot as well. Um Devito, right? Devito is Devito
0: and uh, Gregory Hines.
1: Yeah. He plays like a teacher that has to enlist in the military yeah, he, teach some like a Hey, he gets a job
0: like yeah, uh, teaching in the military, teaching kids like in the military. Yeah, he's not in the military. Why am I? Right. Mark Wahlberg is in it. Young baby Mark Wahlberg. Mm. How do you like them apples? You don't have to like it. I'm just telling you. And then riding with the car in the cars, with boys. That's not a movie I've seen, but I I've heard that. I've heard that people tell mark? me. I think so.
1: Riding in cars. With oh my boys.
0: god. <laughs> Okay, let's move on to Lovitz. Can't, I can't be stopped. <laughs> yeah, Drew Barrymore. You know, she's related to Lionel Barrymore. Uh, yeah. Lovitz, another one I impersonated and still alive, so not as offensive. Mostly it involved me saying, it stinks and Hachimachi uh, every time he <laughs> was on screen.
1: I think I don't give John Lovitz enough credit in my, in my mind about how many funny things I remember that he's responsible for, either directly or indirectly, like through... SNL through the critic a lot, and through this movie, and through um, to a lesser extent, Wedding Singer. Just because he's not in Wedding, Singer. he's good in Wedding Singer. We remember like Wait, who's
0: he in Wedding Singer?
1: And I'm reaping all the benefits, or whatever. He says he's the other uh, Wedding Singer. Is like the evil Wedding Singer. He's only in it for like five minutes.
0: He like did it as a favor for someone. He is very funny. He's he's one of those people that just has like a delivery that makes him like. If he sat down to order coffee, I would probably find it pretty funny. Yeah. He, I mean, I wrote down like Let's uh, Lovett's delivery is terrible, but I still love it. Like he's just so stiff with the with the girls and yeah. so just mean. <laughs> but it's he's really he is really funny, and he's another person who like. Dropped off. I feel like after a while, is it because of his weird uh, neocon rants? Maybe. Was um, he, is he that? Don't. Go, uh, he he's got not. That I don't going think he's a too? Trumpy. I think he's more of a. Uh, I should n- pay less taxes because you know rich people stimulate the economy. Sure. It's like okay, John.
1: Hung out with Dennis too much when they were they were on SNL together.
0: Babe. Babe. Both have that voice, but his. But yeah. his-
1: his like uh, mannerisms when he's he plays the agent that comes to like uh, that that finds the scout that finds Dottie and Kit and like it's the way he like walks through the chickens like kicking and flailing his arms. You ever
0: heard out of a leash?
1: <laughs> it's very good for the chickens got, on a farm. It's got a lot of great lines that if you just read them on the page would not necessarily be that good, but he just why do they always? He's like I'm just too. What does he say? I'm just, I'm too, just too nice. <laughs>
0: Very um, good. You see that I I always used to laugh as a kid. Uh, you see how this works is the train moves, not the station.
1: Did you promise the cows you'd write?
0: <laughs> Just mean to them for no reason. He also, I mean, he introduces a, like an insidious part of this whole process, which is that yeah. they're looking for lookers. They're looking for Dolls. comely lasses, as I always yeah. say, to be on the teams. And so, yeah, better a dolly too. <laughs> so Marla, who is- uh, Marla Hooch. A more plain-faced woman, uh, less traditionally attractive. He doesn't want her, even though she like hits like multiple home runs while, she, while yeah. they're watching her play. And uh, speaking of that scene- when they introduce Marla Hooch I'm very thankful they, introduce, they include that scene because Marla Hooch if that scene was not included would have just been a punchline the entire movie yeah. and uh, I do appreciate that they at least include that and then they also give her like a little arc with a with a boy Nelson. later on
1: I'm singing to Nelson <laughs> I said that all the time I, I had to be you oh 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 the way she points doing 40s karaoke to the band uh, it's <laughs>
0: That is one of my favorites. Supremely uncomfortable playing the music with her. Because uh, we get a a very sweet scene with her father, who uh, I'm guessing that her mother died very young, when she was very young and uh, the the father's like I raised her as a boy cuz I didn't know any better and uh please take her go, take her to go play baseball and then marla at first is nervous to go and he's like you got to go cuz there's nothing here go yeah. go where s- things happen which um, and you it's know a heartbreaking I was
1: just scene f- Fort Collins a few weeks ago there's a lot of stuff there it's great like what there's a torchy's tacos huh um there's What's that? A- it was one of my favorite restaurants, the, the Colorado Room. It was probably around in
0: the 40s. All established in 1939. So yeah. they would all been there. Marla, you have no excuse. You don't have to leave if you don't want to. Just stick around. Um, Marla no, Sr., don't ta- badmouth your town. Yeah. She was named after her father.
1: That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a touching little moment. I think that, um, that there are a lot of uh, moments in the, this movie that are played for that are played earnestly and those are both it, both at the same time effective and the worst parts because it's like, um, you know, how you have a tendency to like get got by something as simple as like, a commercial. If it's yeah. like,
0: get it's, got, it's one I of those things sometimes you by, caught
1: feelings. <laughs> you sorry. I was I trying to sell you. sweet ad. <laughs> I was trying to sell you ivory soap and you got got, huh? it's almost like, they play the right music and they say the right things and you still you water up a little bit but even as that's happening you're like okay this yeah, there,
0: <laughs> there's a scene when Marla is, uh, she's waving goodbye to her father on the train. And as she's, I mean, the train is one of those 40s trains, perfect, like like s- silver sides. Mm-hmm. And the American flag is reflecting onto yeah. the train. And, yeah. and the music is swelling. The music-
1: Hans, oh I mean, Hansi, we're getting
0: to flood levels. Like I had to put on my wellies and I was getting sandbags because <laughs> that music was swelling constantly. <laughs> it was a little out of control. and There was a moment- at one point, where Tyler was like, Do you think the music's about to swell? And I, and, and I was like, I think the music's about to swell because you could sense it. Like it was like a, the Jaws theme, but like for maudlinness.
1: Yeah, there's, um, while we're on the music, there's, there's a lot of montages, which you know, I love a Taj. I oh, love a yeah. Taj. But there's a lot of montages set to, like, there's, there's a couple. But the, the the main montage is like when they're practicing, and it's got the like sing 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 sound like
0: yeah. There's a lot of like 40s swingish, uh, jazzy numbers in here. I really that like that. just want
1: to give just want to give Hans Zimmer some credit for that.
0: No, there are uh, yeah. I mean uh, the the 40s ish elements I yeah. liked, and then the 90s ish elements I didn't care for. Right. Yeah. In it's terms an interesting, of interesting
1: like, intersection. We have like the the famous trailer scene where you know they try to throw a, a baseball at Dottie's head.
0: Yeah, and Rosie and it uh, Madonna uh, have a. Geez, let's bit go of
1: practice. A- she said that. that. <laughs> I really like. I just like the way she says that. Uh,
0: she just grabbed Rosie it. again. I mean, uh, sort of again reminding me like why Rosie was so great. I mean, she's great. She's really funny. Yeah. Um, she's just naturally very, like just things she said. I mean, she really plays up the New Yorkness in her voice and she's just naturally really funny. So she makes every scene she's in is
1: great. And it's clearly like, they kind of like played to her Rosie O'Donnellness, like, and she's, you know, she's like kind of cantankerous and like quick to anger. and at Tomboyish
0: one, point, one might say. Yeah. At one point, <laughs> others might say
1: at one point she gets in a, uh, fight with Kit and was it Evelyn says she reminds me of my husband
0: (laughs) don't start with me Kit don't start (laughs) (laughs) I remember uh, watching this I remembered that Rosie and Madonna went on the offensive uh, talk show circuit wise um, when this was coming out I remember they did a joint appearance on Arsenio if that Mm, sets us in the history of America there was none more 90s (laughs) And I look at the album and I'm like, could this be more nineties? And no. <laughs> the answer is no. This could be no more nineties. They were very but they were very they got very close on this show, on this mm-hmm. uh movie, filming this movie. And I think they remained friends to this day. To this day.
1: Apparently Madonna like just did not like this experience at all. It was really like Oh, really tell me, me more. I, didn't, I, uh, didn't read I was reading about like, like she would kind of piss on the area that they filmed and like and uh, oh, I was like not annoying. No, no, no. Just like <laughs> that. It was like boring, and she missed New York, and like some th- like things that sound like I don't know Madonna, but that sounds right.
0: I mean, have you ever taken a New Yorker out of New York? Yeah, that you want yeah. to shoot yourself in the fucking head. This, is also, the, like, this is also like
1: worst. it's also like pretty peak Madonna too. Like this is '92. I mean, this is like just after Vogue, right? Because that would have been yeah, like that would have been '91, '90. 90. 90, yeah. So like you know she's like one of the biggest stars in the world it's like you know Lady Gaga in, in A Star is Born like that was that it was like that I think actually it would have been more it would have been if Star is uh, Born had been made in 2010 instead like, that's was like, a good point yeah.
0: <laughs> when we're still like who is this woman yeah I thought, although I mean, if she, I, I'm sorry, she hated her experience having to be. She seems anywhere. like she's having a good time. Um, she does a great job. She seems to be having a great time, and uh, I mean, I mean, I feel like overall the uh, whether it's uh, just for the cameras or not, I feel like the the camaraderie between these women feels real and they yeah. feel like an actual team with, with uh, you know, close friendships, but everyone has, like, a closeness to them. But then there's, like, tight-knit, like, couples yeah. and trios Cliques that always and- hang yeah. out. Yeah. Madonna also, I mean, I think she does a good job. They, I think they go to her strengths. I mean, she's very much playing.
1: She has a dance
0: scene. It's like, what if... Yeah, she has a dance scene. She is a dancer um, in yeah. her past life before baseball. She's sexually liberated, one might mm-hmm, say. Mm-hmm. Um, that 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 is a cause for many a joke in this. Um, so they're really... It feels almost written for Madonna to play this character. Right, right, Penny Marshall probably said something along the lines of, what if we got Madonna to play her? You know? Something like that. Yeah,
1: that was when uh, Dr. Zoiberg had to replace <laughs> Penny Marshall for a little while.
0: <laughs> and Dr. Zoiberg, too?
1: Do you think her involvement hinged on her getting this song in the soundtrack? Or it was just, they knew the song was just so good that... Like, she already had that. She's like, you know, I already wrote this song about baseball. Maybe we could uh, put it in this movie.
0: <laughs> you know, I've got a song about baseball just lying around. Could I use that? Uh, that's was my to Michigan be in, accent for Madonna.
1: It was supposed to be in on the B-side to express yourself.
0: <laughs> Over here. Over here. Uh, from Michigan. I have a feeling that uh, Madonna definitely was like, I'll do, I get to have a song on the soundtrack. And I have a feeling that they found the most Oscar Beatty song that they could possibly find for her to sing. It's a very, I mean, we can save this for the end, but like, it's a very weird song for Madonna to be singing. (laughs) Don't you? It's a very un Madonna song for one. It seems barely at the very lowest. Register of her, range. yeah. It was like it
1: was written for. Is like, that too much to ask? Yeah, it's yeah. very
0: weird, and it's it was so actually written for John Lovitz. Like other, so it was weird. <laughs> Is that too much to ask? <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good Lovitz. Thank you. He's a very good. He's very. Uh, he knows that comedy lives in the pauses, the awkward pauses between words.
1: I often use a lot of lines from this. Uh, you movie. wanna get them
0: out of the way? You wanna just sort of I don't
1: I don't know if I can do all of them, but there's um gracefully and grandly. I do that <laughs> all the time. That's the one they're um getting <laughs> uh, Yeah, when they're getting lessons. cultured, yeah. And then uh,
0: what is that? What is that called? Charm Charm School. Charm School, yes.
1: She's she amazing. She looks like,
0: like the goddamn Joker. She's got a very expressive deranged. face. And also and I mean she does that <laughs> when she says and she
1: just looks huh? intense. Don't slurp. Don't, Don't
0: slurp. slurp. It's very charming. Um, it also made me wonder like, what are we learning here when they're just a, a, sort of walking across the room, like almost doing elephant trunk arms as they how walk? How to move, I'm how like, to move what gracefully.
1: How to just move gracefully, which the opposite of what Marla does, where she just basically does a Hitler salute. And <laughs> it's very, very funny. Uh, the, the montages are are where the the, the money is here, because we got the Learning how to or like, you know, the tryouts mm-hmm. montage, and then we got the the, the Charm Beauty School montage and then we got the <laughs> we'll get to the newsreel later, which is my favorite.
0: Like the audience have? wanting more, DJ. We have Well uh, we also have when they start to realizing that they need to get more fans, they start upping their sort of yeah. tricks.
1: Yeah. Catching
0: it behind their back, catching it in their hat,
1: mm-hmm. doing, doing the, the splits.
0: splits, kissing boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, catching a
1: hot dog in their mouth.
0: Catching a hot dog <laughs> in their mouth. Um, lots of things like that.
1: Throwing baseballs at Hitler. Not
0: ending segregation, but just merely acknowledging segregation. That was part of a uh, yeah. a montage. That was Do weird. Do you want to address that?
1: <laughs> I thought that was like, is this supposed to be like Rosa Parks throwing out the first pitch? But no, it's like they had, they acknowledged that you know, there would have been a segregated section and the baseball like goes over and you have the segregated section and the woman like overthrows Dottie and, and hits um
0: Betty Spaghetti. The,
1: no, it's not Betty Spaghetti, it's the the blonde um, Oh, the southern a, one.
0: And mm. it's
1: ow, oh, she threw so hard it hurt her hand hurt her behind the gloves. The and gloves the, in this movie are very bad because they <laughs> often catch and then shake their hand as if it hurts.
0: And then that woman uh sort of Uh, wisely, sagely nods Mm -hmm. um, and then goes back. And it's like, it's in the what's weird about it, there's a lot of things that are weird about it. And uh, I want to acknowledge we are two white guys talking about this. But what's weird about it is in the middle of a sort of Comedy, not a comedy montage, that's more the newsreel, but like it's a wacky montage where they're doing all these tricks and stuff. And then there's just like a point where Penny Marshall's like, What if we acknowledge segregation? And then they, you know, there's this scene and then they're like, Wow, black people can play baseball as well. Back to the wacky tricks. And it's just this awkward moment where there's part of me that's like, I don't want to. I don't like that it's in there because it's just like sort of acknowledging it but not not really saying anything. I guess it is saying something. It it is it's not doing anything. It's a very like white liberal in the 90s thing to do where I'm like I just want to acknowledge this. We're not going to do anything. We're not going to address it. None of the characters are going to do anything about it. It's just going to be this 30 second thing where you where we just sort of acknowledge the reality But then there's another part of me that's like, but I also don't want to take it out because I, at some level I appreciate that they acknowledge it. It just seems like very sort of, I guess ham fisted is the way I would put it. It's just sort of like crammed in there.
1: It's another earnest moment, right? It's like, it just happens to be a more like charged one because we're talking about segregation. Like, so just like, you know, with the moment with Marla and her dad, just like the more serious moments throughout the movie it's like an emotional thing, which is what this movie does the worst.
0: It just feels very clumsy, I guess.
1: It's, yeah, it's a little, it's a little clumsy. And then the 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 woman that throws the baseball and that that the group that she's with, and then the band at the sack of suds are literally the only people <laughs> of color in this whole thing. And I mean, it's true, like, yeah, you know, they're living in a segregated um, United States, so like, a certain. I don't know. I don't like have a suggestion on what they should have done differently. Right. Um, so, yeah, but it, it's it very ham-fisted and it's, it's weird. And you have to acknowledge it that it's like, and especially in the middle of that montage, yeah, it's, it's very weird. But, you yeah. know, these are my in-laws. They can't hear nothing.
0: I wrote that down as well. I, I said, God, I miss Gary Marshall. He brother is, work. as a kid, I didn't know who he was. Um, of course, Penny Marshall's brother. Whenever he popped up in a movie, which was often, because he got a lot of these little bit parts. He was yeah. also a director in his own right. He always like hit it out of the park. He had this very, uh, he always sort of played an uptight, tended to be a fairly rich guy who yeah. talked very loudly and in long Uh, strings of thought. In Mm -hmm. Soap Dish, he has a very similar role where he is like the head of the network and me and my brother would memorize, he has like two scenes in Soap Dish where he just talks for like three minutes straight in just crazy (laughs) monologues about how the ratings on this soap opera are going in the toilet. The guy at my country club said it should be called The Sun Also Sucks. Uh, (laughs) He... He's just a great guy who like comes in. You might also call him a pinch hitter. Just come in, mm-hmm. knock yeah. a few uh, yeah. grounders out of the park. You don't sure. knock grounders yeah. out of the park, but sure. uh, unless there's like a hole maybe in the wall, you could knock the grounders out of the park, right? If there's like something yeah. wrong with the fence, it would maybe. Have to, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, my sports metaphors are. Clumsy, one might say. Ham fisted. like a
1: few grounders into ground rule doubles.
0: <laughs> but he's always a treat whenever he shows up in a movie. He showed up in Hocus Pocus. He's probably my favorite part in Hocus Pocus, a mm. movie I notoriously hate.
1: But they get they get introduced at the same time, Harvey and uh Tom Hanks. Is like he introduced yeah. him and like uh basically Tom Hanks plays an outsized role in this movie and he plays, uh, it's, it's interesting like how late into the movie he comes. Cause it's like a good, I don't know what, like 20, like 30, 30 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so he's a, a washed up, uh, player. He's not old. He's just like been injured and he's a drunk. And, uh, I guess he had it. We, we learned through exposition that he had an opportunity to manage and, you know, was a fall down drunk. And now he's getting another chance to, to coach at the, uh, Professional girls' baseball league, which is, you know, a joke to him. He shows up drunk to the first game. That's some good, and many
0: subsequent games.
1: Yeah. Until he starts to realize, hey, these gals can play.
0: Yeah. I did write down there's a good line from one of the announcers. I don't remember if it's squiggy or not, but uh, the, the, The Rockford Peaches win their first game or one of the games. Mm -hmm. And uh, the guy says, Jimmy Dugan, that master strategist. Um, And then later it's revealed that he scratched his balls for half an hour during the middle of that game. He sleeps throughout the entirety of his first game um, because Harvey essentially says, all you have to do, you come out of the dugout, you wave your little hat in the air, uh, and that's it. Like, that's all he's there for is just to sort of like...
1: That's be what a face that people Kiss can my recognize. Ass. Kiss my big
0: hairy ass.
1: <laughs> this is a very good one.
0: This is, I mean, I think we know, like, Tom Hanks is, like, a really um, great actor. And, I mean, this is post-Philadelphia and... Yeah. Pre-Forest Gump, perhaps? But uh, he's still sort of well better known as a comic actor at this point. This is a really good performance, though, because it's really very against type. He is playing a fairly is- unlikable man.
1: This is pre-Philadelphia, which I think oh, would okay. have been, that was 93. So this was like his, this was still in comedy era. This was like mm-hmm. before, not that he never went back to comedy, but that was like a pretty big deal that he was, yeah. like that was his first like real dramatic role. And it was like a real.
0: Well, don't forget that TV movie where he played Dungeons and Dragons and got, you know, sucked into a satanic cult. <laughs> Took my He-Man He-Man's a he man <laughs> When he was, when Tom Hanks was in He Man. Wait, is he in He Man? He's not in He Man. He's not in Masters of the Universe movie, is he? That can't
1: He's be right. Dolph Lundgren.
0: <laughs> Watch Tom Hanks be Dolph Lundgren as He Man in and Prince Adam. You? I, I kind of understand.
1: I don't, I don't know if this was like his plan with Hanks' plan, but I don't know. I mean, if he, if this was, it wasn't his last comedic movie, but if it was, I mean, he went out on top. That was it. There is.
0: So in an alternate universe where he's shot and killed after League of Their Own, you want to say in that universe, Tom Hanks, colon, he went out on top. I just mean in terms
1: of comedy. I think that this was his, at least one, I'm just going to say it's one of his funniest roles without question. I would argue, his funniest role.
0: He's very, very funny in it. He's so, I don't know what's wrong with me, but people who are angry and shouting and mostly angry for absolutely no reason just make me laugh.
1: One of the best shouters in the
0: business. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, truly. Truly, just screaming at people. It's very charming. What I like is that, I mean, I feel he is sexist, obviously, because yeah. he thinks that women playing baseball is a joke. But he's never lecherous or, like, creepy. He's just like, this is stupid. At some point, I mean, I think the most lecherous thing he says is, like, girls playing baseball? No, you you have sex with girls after the game. You don't watch them play the game. Yeah. It's stupid. I can't remember exactly what he says, but something to that effect. He's great in this. Not to mm. lavish too much praise. On the main leading man in this movie,
1: well, they they he just gets so many moments, and most of the my favorite ones are are yelling. Like uh, one that I noticed this time that I kind of didn't like, I remembered, but wouldn't have put in my top five just because I didn't remember. Which is when he was passed out on the bus, and the bus driver has had enough of Stillwell of one of the girls, like a uh, little. Um, Ugh. Evelyn's little annoying kid who like puts his uh, like hands over the driver's eyes and the driver reasonably quits, leaves him on the side of the road, runs away, somewhat reasonably.
0: I wanna say if someone put their eyes over my face while I was driving on a l- empty country road, the first thing I would do is probably not steer the wheel wildly. I just wanna say this. This is just a nitpicky <laughs> thing. I'd probably hit the brakes.
1: Yeah, just hit the brakes.
0: Bring the they bring the vehicle to a standstill shoot the child yeah which is still legal in 1941 right you could just do that but uh we're really weird that he just starts steering wildly as if the completely straight as an arrow road would suddenly have a bunch of hairpin turns in it just we gotta remember there was also over the
1: chocolate on those hands so he probably had some pain but he also throws dirt in the the uh the chaperone's face, which that's, that's assault. That's not cool.
0: That seems un- uncool, uncool, man. Uncool. I, I, you know what? I'm going to stand up for women and say, hey, man, not cool. Mr. Gusatelli shan't be returning. And then
1: <laughs> she wakes up, uh, Mr. Dugan. Um, this is her uh, tour de force as well, this scene. Truly. Truly. Uh, and then he makes out with her and then freaks out. Thinking that he's waking
0: up next to a woman. I guess he maybe is more uh, lecherous than I
1: that's previously That's the most said. lecherous thing, I think. And then he's just bewildered, has no idea what's going on. Then they're like, Lou quit. And then he goes, who is Lou? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: funny. Um, I did write that uh, amazing that they brought Margaret Hamilton back from the dead to yeah. play the chaperone. And then he makes the exact same joke after I wrote that, where he says, I loved, I loved you in The Elizabeth Wizard of Oz. So fuck you, Tom Hanks, 30 years ago. That's um, my joke. I did write down, uh, no one did they call her all the way May after Madonna got a home run in one of the the new. Maybe that's in the newsreel as well. Oh, the
1: newsreel. Okay, so we have to talk about that. Do you want to just
0: talk about it?
1: Yeah, so there's like a PSA newsreel of the like, like a little film strip you would see would have seen just talking about the league and it's clearly like staged. Like you see the girls like running out of the dugout and they're all like awkwardly looking at the camera. It's, it's, it's really so great. It's so brilliant. perfect. And they have a lot of like weird stuff. Like they'll show someone throwing a baseball and they keep just like glancing at the camera. <laughs> and the the woman's like, uh, uh, Alice, I think is the one of the girls. She like slides into a base and then they say like, but that's no reason to let your makeup go bad. And so she has to like put powder on her nose. And she's like, you can she's tell awkward. This was not doing, her idea. Yeah and then <laughs> my favorite is uh, Helen she, uh, this
0: was my favorite as well I believe they Go have
1: on. her you know um, and she n- never loses time to earn- always has time to make coffee and she's pouring the, what the umpires coffee and then yeah. she looks at the screen and just mouths coffee
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had never noticed that before and I couldn't stop laughing
1: why would she mouth coffee <laughs> And then my favorite, which is they then have a extreme wide shot of Marla. She's far, so far away, you can't see her face. And then they said, and how about Marla Hooch? What a hitter. What a league. <laughs> we said that all the time. What a hitter. What a league. Like when something's <laughs> awkward, you just say, what a hitter. What a league.
0: It's a very funny film strip. I do like old-timey film strips. They, uh as a simpsons fan i immediately recognized that it was harry shearer doing the voice the announcer of the of the um film strip he has a very he's he has that phil hartman like old timey voice thing that h john benjamin suffers from it uh phil hartman had it and harry shearer has it where they all sound like they are straight out of 1943 ready to announce something i love it can we you know We've been talking a lot about the men. We all love Harry Shearer. We all love Tom Hanks. We all love Mm -hmm. Squiggy. Um, Should we talk about the scads and scads of women in this movie, or should we just keep talking about the men in it? What are you talking about? We talked about Rosie O'Donnell. We talked about- Oh, we did talk about Rosie O'Donnell. I feel like we've been talking a lot about John Lovitz and Tom Hanks. No, it's true. I think that- um, And, of course, Penny Marshall. So- yeah, we talked about... Get off of me. We You're talked right. about... You're right. I'm not getting on you. I'm getting on us.
1: No, I think, I think that's fair. It's also... To be honest, those are the... We went over most of the mostly comedic characters. And the main roles are, you know, Gina Davis as Dottie and then um, Lori Petty as Kit. And they are not really funny. And they're not supposed to be. Like, well, I don't they think are, they're, like, doing a bad job, but...
0: Right. They are also especially... I mean, it's important to remember, they are the two women to whom this playground used to be. You
1: right, know? right, Like, right, they
0: right. used to own this playground. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I think that's important to get out of the way right at the off.
1: And also, Dottie, uh, as soon as Bob comes back from... the Bob, played by another uh, excellent male actor, Bill Pullman, your favorite... <laughs> Bill, doesn't anybody
0: (laughs) black hole of Bill Pullman? I felt myself like being pulled off the couch into that's why they called him Pullman. (laughs) The chasm of where his charisma used to be.
1: Bill, doesn't anybody have any missiles? (laughs)
0: Put it on his tombstone.
1: So Bob comes back from the war later and, and she is like, Hey, I'm done. I, you know, I've been through this traumatic thing. I was just playing baseball because he wasn't around. Now I'm going to go home, leaving her teammates, pretending like baseball isn't important to her. And uh, I get the impression that maybe it actually wasn't. I mean, like, she's obviously very good at it. But it seems like, I don't know, like, this movie wants us to be like, see, it really was special to her. And she does come back. And it says, oh, we only made it as far as the Grand Canyon, then turned back. But she misses six games of the World Series. Like, they made it. F- <laughs> she didn't just like turn around.
0: <laughs> no. That's, yeah. I mean, she
1: uh, that's like a day she, or two drive at most.
0: She, this is probably one of my biggest qualms with the movie is that Gina Davis is our ostensibly our lead. I mean, she, I think she yeah. shares that with Kit, um, but she is, I think even more of the lead than Kit. And I have, I, I've learned a new word called presentism. And I appreciate that they don't, do, they don't sort of make her into Presentism is where you have like a period movie and people are talking about issues of the time in a way that they wouldn't have then. They talk about it like we would now. So there's part of me that appreciates that she is sort of, I feel like a realistic woman of the 1940s who's like, you know, I'm working on a farm. My husband is, you know, away, and I want to have kids. My goal is to get married to him and have kids, or else she's already married to him, but have kids, and, and that's that's what my life, I want it to be. But it's hard for me that that she is our main character because she's naturally very talented, which, of course, drives yeah. kid up a wall. Right. I called her kid, but I meant kid. But she also, she's a very frustrating character because the minute Bill Pullman arrives. He like meets up with them at a hotel. We've never seen or spoken to him before at all. All we've seen mm-hmm. is his picture so far in this movie. Um, so we don't even know what their relationship is. He arrives and she immediately quits the team and abandons them to go home. Yeah. Now she's accidentally traded Kit at that point, yeah. And that's like the big sort of climactic fight between her and Kit. But it, It makes me hate Bill Pullman and also makes me really frustrated with her. The other thing that I think is a mistake on Penny Marshall's part is that she has the epiphany that she wants to come back to the team completely off screen. Right, right. We see we follow the Rockford Peaches. They go to the World Series. They play six of these games in montage format, as you would in the World Series. They're
1: doing pretty well without it. They're whole, they're three and three. You yeah. know, like they have a chance they, to win. They're
0: keeping a tie, and then they sort of, Gina Davis like pops into the screen at one point, like Rip Taylor on the Love Boat, like she's just like a big surprise reveal, and just says, "Oh yeah, we got as far as uh, Yellowstone, and we turned around." And and I'm like, I would have liked to see for our lead character that moment where she realized that she wants to play on this team. I also like, what's Bill's deal? Like, does he not want her to be on the team? Like, he, he's- He seems like he's supporting a whatever she cutout wants. cutout of a yeah. man in this. Yeah. And that's saying something for Bill Pullman's usual performances. Like, he's so just there whenever he pops up. And we don't know how he feels about them. We don't know what their relationship really is. I mean, we presume that they love each other. It's really a frustrating choice. And then I think you're right in that the movie wants wants us to sort of connect the dots that, oh, Gina Davis really, truly does love baseball. But what we find out is that she quits immediately after the World Series and never plays again. It seems like she doesn't see
1: these women for like 50 years. Yeah. Which is bizarre. Obviously, she has some a relationship with her sister. She sees her. She, they have like the other kids are like, "Hey, Aunt Dottie," you know, like, right. which is good because I was like, "Do they know her?" For Hold some on. reason,
0: my brain, I thought they hadn't seen each other since the last scene. But even in the first scenes, they reference her seeing. Yeah, Kim. you don't get to see her as
1: often as you like. Yeah, yeah, some, yeah. But yeah, it's it, and it makes me. This is this watching. I really thought like, you know, just because you're good at something doesn't mean you love it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like. Uh, I'm, I'm a pretty good music teacher, for example, and I hate it. Um, no. <laughs> That's not even true, but like, you know what I mean? Like, you there, there's lots of things, and I think that comes. Well, I'm I, I
0: apparently really good at customer service, and I want to throw my head on a pike. <laughs> See. <laughs> you know i So you're the dottie of customer service. I'm the service. of customer service. If you threw a customer complaint at my head, Rosie O'Donnell, I'd catch it and make that person happy they reached me.
1: And this, this makes sense, too. Like that, that she would have a little sister who really does love baseball, who, like,
0: who's like not really, as good.
1: who's not as, like, just naturally talented. Like they would show up to uh, a tryout and, kit like wants this more than anything and dottie doesn't really even care she's there because her sister wants to go and of course they they both make it so it's you know obviously they're both talented enough to to make this league but like i don't think she owes anybody anything i mean she it's kind of a dick move to leave in the middle of the season but also this is a pretty serious circumstance he came home she had just found out betty spaghetti's husband died she was like traumatized by that and then she finds and and Bob comes home, and he's got you know he's in a cast. He's going to be okay, but like he's been injured, and uh, like you know that's that's probably pretty She hadn't talked rough. to him
0: three weeks prior to that. She hadn't we heard, heard from him at, at all. all.
1: Like, and I'm sure you got to imagine. I mean, not to fill in too much for the movie, but like how many other people's husbands or people that she knows have died in this war? It's an awful. Sure. You know, it's World War Two. You know, heard like, of it? Yeah. No, I so, mean
0: that's not. I I I think I, I. What's frustrating about it is she feels very real. Yeah. She and Kit both feel very real, um, but I find them frustrating in very unique ways. And yes. I think the the most frustrating thing about Dott- Dottie is that I don't see that scene. I feel like that scene is missing of watching her realize she really does love playing the game. She wants to play with these girls and turn around at at Yellowstone or whatever national park right. she yeah. turned around in. And I, it's just like, I think it's just a mistake on the movie's part not to show us that and instead follow Jimmy Dugan around. How like, no, that? put me with Gina Davis and Bill Pullman. Um, Kit, well, also on the other hand, or yeah. do you want to say anything about it? I was going to move on to no, Kit. No, go,
1: go to Kit and then I'll we'll hit on
0: someone's. Kit might be one or two notches too bratty for me. <laughs> I feel like if I yeah. could just, as a younger child um, and someone who is. Furious anytime anyone's better at me at, at anything, um, I I very much sympathize with Kit, um, but she 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 Laurie Petty and I think Laurie Petty does a great job in it. Um, I feel like though she's so bratty that I have trouble like rooting for her, and when she gets traded, I'm like, oh, whew, thank God she's gone. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, not, it's not super clear how old she's supposed to be. Like, they're clearly somewhat close in age. And I would imagine, and I think Gina Davis just looks older. She's taller and she's supposed to be older, but is she supposed to be like four years older? She's supposed to be three years? You know what I mean?
0: The impression I, think I got from this movie is that these women should be in their young, in their early 20s. And yeah. at the risk of being a man saying this, Neither of these women look like they are in their early 20s. Yeah. yeah. They look like women in their late 20s or early 30s, which is a very different scene when they're um, sniping at each other, racing each other on the farm, which is cute. But then when, you know, Kit's kind of being bratty, it's a less uh, savory affair.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It seems like she's being like an insane person when it says she's maybe 20 or something, you know, like, and that would make more sense, but. It's not really clear. It doesn't really matter, but it would it does I think make a difference for their character if you're like, "Oh yeah, she is just kind of like a she's the little sister." I also do to push back on my own point a little bit. It does happen that you like when you're around certain people you kind of regress. Like yeah, yeah, I, that's you know, true. I become the little brother. I'm 40 and I can still be the little brother to my sisters, you know, if I'm around them. So like I can kind of understand that and that's part of why it was probably really good for her to get out from under Dottie's shadow by going to the other team, even though it was really painful and she missed all her, her friends and stuff. Like she got to be the fucking MVP of the world series. True. And like, uh, that's, I don't know. It's pretty amazing.
0: Plus I also have a feeling and the movie doesn't really show us this, but I get the feeling that she really excelled once she was separated from Dottie. Right. Um, yeah. You know, another feeling you can have when you are the younger sibling. It's like, Oh, I can sort of come into my own now. I did want to say... Let's not forget to acknowledge the real villain of this movie, which is the telegram guy.
1: Dude, that guy fucking
0: sucks. He was so... (laughs) He's cartoonishly evil. It was like the Dark Lord Sauron was delivering a telegram to to let a woman know that her husband had died in the war. He comes into the locker room, and uh, he's like... He's obviously there. He's like I have a, you know, a dispatch from the the Department of War. Is that what the War Department? I can't remember. If it's official still called business. The war. I can't remember if it's still called the War Department at this point. A wink. Uh, and he's he's like ah, oh, I can't find who the name is. You'd think they let you. They'd be more efficient if they're gonna tell you your husband's dead. Yeah. <laughs> he's just he might like might as well have just grown a handlebar mustache at that point and then tied the woman, the new newly minted widow, to a train track. It yeah. was So deranged. I'm like, this is only something that would happen in a movie stop it stop it movie stop it It
1: does seem pretty insane
0: i want to ask you this because i can't speak to this as well as i feel like you could but i Mm. felt like that the cinematography in the games was pretty good like it was it really put you in the midst of things and it also looked like they the actors were
1: they were playing. Doing yeah. the things
0: the, the people were doing.
1: I was reading that I guess that was a that was a thing that Penny Marshall um, like put her foot down on that you had to like learn how to play. Yeah. Um, And I think Madonna did Madonna no it was not even Madonna it was uh, Gina Davis was the only one that had stunt like a stunt person but that was because they were doing like the splits right? And like for stuff like that and I'm like that yeah, that's I'm fine with that. That's <laughs> Actually I have no problem with stunt using stunt people anyway but like that seems completely reasonable in this case too but i, I yeah i thought uh, yeah they looked it looked cool and real and looked like they're um I thought they did a good job showing it. it's not like every sometimes baseball movies or sports movies in general it's like you know if they do well that's always like a home run and they showed him like you know, doing having real strategy and bunting and hitting singles and stuff, and like I don't know, yeah. it's it was it was good. I thought they did a good job. I
0: okay. also found like uh, the the there was a lot of good continuity in it, where you know you would see you would see the actresses in the field where they're supposed to be, and they would yeah. like you know you would see plays from different angles, but it was also obvious that it was still the same play. It wasn't like just cobbled together from something else. Yeah, or like you'd see Rosie catch a ball, and even if it's another shot, you'd see her still have the ball in the next shot as you're watching someone slide into home, which I thought was just a good one. Even as a person who, I mean, baseball is one of the few sports that, I mean, I don't like watching it, but I can follow it because I know the general rules of baseball because it's not that complicated a game.
1: Unlike the guys from Life Magazine who were like, oh, this is so boring. I was like, have you seen any baseball? (laughs) I love baseball, but like a vast majority of it is sitting around
0: And there's a beach ball on the field. That's one of my favorite things when people <laughs> talk about. It. It's a line from The Simpsons where Homer has to quit drinking. <laughs> and uh and it's again Harry Shearer being the announcer of the ball game and he's like, "And now the coach is at the the mound. And now there's a beach ball on the field." <laughs> and Homer goes, "Wow, baseball is so boring." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it's a
1: you know it's a good game when Taylor Leone's over there at first base and you don't even know. You yeah, even Tyler know was
0: really bothered that Taylor Leone was just in the periphery but not being addressed as she should be as Madam Secretary. She just, uh, I mean, it must have been was just was like before, right before It was before uh, Bad broke. Boys.
1: It was like a year before Bad Boys. That's a good point. First, yeah.
0: So she's just like, you see her and she's one of the racing. Um, bells. What are the re- bells? And you see her also at the uh, tryouts at the, the yeah. beginning of the movie. But it she's... She's kind of like in, she's the Judy Greer, Carol Kane. Like, what the? Why is Leone just in the background? Why isn't she saying anything or doing anything?
1: She just says, like, uh, yes, once when she, like, catches <laughs> or, Yeah, the, I think she says, out. kit
0: at yeah. one point, like, during the World <laughs> Series. And I'm like, well, at least she got her scale right there. She so got yeah. a line.
1: <laughs> Good for you. And then uh, also, uh, the Aunt-
0: Racing Bells, uh, their slogan is dirt in the skirt.
1: Yeah for sliding.
0: No, I knew yeah. what it meant.
1: <laughs> it means pooping yourself. We also got- Oh, uh, Aunt-
0: ladies all <laughs> shit themselves. Oh, doctor, these women <laughs> smell like human excrement. We also got Anne Cusack
1: is in this. She's the lady who can't read.
0: Uh, is she the third Cusack, the long lost yes. Cusack?
1: Yeah. That mm-hmm.
0: not reading thing is again, I mean, back to the earnest things. It is very maudlin. It's very forced. It's, again, like, sort of like... I mean, it's kind of like the segregation thing where it's like, why is this here? But damn it if it didn't work on me. I know. It and I love... Work. My favorite interaction, though, is there's a guy... I He's a character actor playing the guy who's running the tryouts. I know him best as the guy who's angry about the bird shit on his car right before Dave Chappelle's corpse lands on his car in uh, Con Air. But he... He's angry at her because she's still trying to figure out the uh, the rosters that have been posted. Yeah. Is that the term rosters?
1: I'm sorry, but if you're cut, you cut.
0: If you're cut, you're cut, and you have to leave the field. Well, who um, can? And she's just like ah ah way. ah. And <laughs> Gina Davis is finally—is it Gina? No, no it's Helen. It's um, Helen. Yeah. She comes up and is uh, what's the word? Not a dick to her. Yeah. And then she's like, "There's your name. There you are. You're you're, uh, you're a rock for be- getting." Hot eyes just describing it poorly. And then the man who's been a complete asshole, like, does a little knowing, like, big red chew nod, like, Yeah, you're a baseball player today. I know I just dehumanized you and humiliated you in front of literally everyone and forced you to state that you're illiterate, but yeah, you made it, girl. (laughs) What an asshole.
1: Oh my God. Did you know, so another one of my favorite uh, bits is the whole, and this is another quote that I say all the time is, has anyone seen my new red hat?
0: (laughs) Piss Piss on your hat.
1: Oh, piss on your hat. And then the, I noticed I always like am laughing too much after that, that I miss her (laughs) follow-up, which is, well, that seems uncalled for. (laughs) And then what I never, what I noticed the first time in this scene ever is that May has stolen her hat. Like in the, Right before that, oh. May is going out on a date and she's dressed into in, the nines. And she's like, where'd you find that dress? And she's like, I borrowed it.
0: That is a good point. I never yeah. know. I never put that together. Yeah, she said, I borrowed it. Uh, and then Rosie says, well, it, it's too tight on your chest. And May, being a whore, uh, says, well, I don't oh. plan to be wearing it for t- very long.
1: I'm surprised you get dressed at all.
0: <laughs> I remember when, just for that scene, Shaggy plays Rosie O'Donnell.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's wearing a big, big old red hat too. Very clever. Um, and there's also like uh, just another Hanks moment, probably the one that makes me laugh the most, which, which is when. So the first time he yells at evelyn for missing the cutoff man and then that's the where the there's no crying in baseball and then the umpire yells at him and then he says the just this is not the phony moment but the the umpire says perhaps you chastise her too vehemently (laughs) and then he says he looks like a penis and then Mm -hmm. he gets ejected but then later in the world series she missed the cutoff man again and uh he he's just Shaking with rage, and <laughs> invites Eleanor, uh, Evelyn over, and just he's like shaking his and just like he
0: doesn't say anything. he just shakes.
1: He while he says, yeah, "I noticed you're missing the cutoff man again. That's <laughs> something I'm gonna need you to work on before next season." <laughs> and then she uh, she says, "Okay, thank you." And then and then as she's thanking him, she, he's like doesn't want her to talk and just like got it. Okay, got it. So good. That He energy plays is just...
0: angry very well. I mean, uh, he, he does it also very realistically. As someone who, when I am angry, I do not want anyone to talk. Uh, right. And uh, I remember, I think I talked about this. <laughs> Accurate. Uh, I think I talked about this in The Burbs, but he has a great scene in The Burbs where he is woken from a mid-afternoon nap. Uh, and uh, he goes, I'm just lying here with my eyes closed in the middle of the goddamn Afternoon, trying to get some goddamn sleep. Like actually like so mad that he's like starting to cry because he doesn't know how else to express his emotions. It makes me laugh all the time because it's so realistic that I've been so tired that I just want to cry uh, that I've been woken up. <laughs> he's great. Did
1: Dottie let go on purpose?
0: I had never thought that until this very day, this very viewing Mm -hmm. of A League of Their Own, O-L-O-T-O. I had to look at my note. Uh, Okay, got it. A lotto. A lotto is what it spells. Yeah, we're all lotto heads here. Um, Yes, I mean, I think, uh, I don't know. I feel like this movie is an enjoyable movie, but what it isn't is a subtle movie.
1: Right. <laughs> right.
0: So I have a feeling I like the version where Kit won on her own. Yeah. But there is part of me that's like, it's a little bit more interesting if Dottie's like, I don't give a shit. Here yeah, you go. I'm going to quit anyway. I I got to make babies with my husband.
1: I think that there's, you know, it's it's a movie that doesn't give you the actual answer to that. And I think there's enough evidence- That you could say, you know, what what Dottie says to Uh, to her grandkids mm -hmm. at the beginning and just the relationship, how she evolves, how she actually feels like, I'm going to move on from this, but, you know, this is something for Kit and this is important to her. The relationship is more important than, you know, than baseball. I think there's enough evidence that you could argue for it. I don't think that's what happened. I think that Dottie was trying to play her best. I don't think she, like, if she was trying to let Kit win, you know, she wouldn't have Come back. She wouldn't have like she was just struck out instead of you know what I mean. Like it would have been easy to you know get struck out by Kit who is a good pitcher. You know, or
0: she also wouldn't have gone to the pitcher and say, "Hey, throw the high, throw, high throw ones fast at her. and high." Yeah, she can't not hit at them because yeah. she's an idiot. My sister's a fucking moron.
1: Yeah, there's. I mean, you know, there could have been hesitation because she didn't want to hurt her sister or whatever, but she did let her bash into her. So I don't <laughs> think it was that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like I think again, I think you could. You could make the argument, but I don't. I don't think that's what happened.
0: I think, I think it just,
1: Kit did her own. That's my thing. Good job, Kit. Want to go to the verdict? Uh,
0: yeah, I think so. And
1: I was running wee, wee. around the bases damon's coming into third and he's coming home and he slides into the verdict go Sorry.
0: Uh, that sounded like a horse race Oh yeah it did it did feel like uh, you know i'm Damon's
1: sliding into the verdict is the name of the horse
0: <laughs> sorry it sounds like an action but it's actually just the name of the horse it's owned by mitt romney um <laughs> you're a child is not an idiot uh this is a really uh very charming, funny movie. Uh, there are some flaws that I have with it, um, the, the biggest being the Act Three switcheroo for Gina Davis. Right. But I think everything else about this is very charming. It's uh, funny, it's got great characters. I think all of the, even some of the minor characters are very fleshed out. Um, it's got some great. Older casting, which is sometimes a tough spot for movies, who really want to go hard onto the makeup. And I'm glad this movie does not do that. Yeah, if this were made now, they would have had
1: not. They wouldn't have necessarily had Gina Davis do old makeup. They would have had Gina Davis as the old woman. Woman do like like a slightly like a Jessica Chastain in the
0: Tammy Faye Baker movie, <laughs> like make put, like cheeks. cheek implants. <laughs> I mean, it's a very quotable movie, as you've said. I I think it's a very effective movie, even if it isn't probably the most technically proficient movie. There's a lot of... A lot of my complaints are just on the technical. It's very maudlin. The music swells a lot. Uh, I feel like the the moral of the story like the love of the game is a little cloudy in the fact that Majesty dottie soon baseball. soon abandons the game uh, that she theoretically loves i think that uh, and i think there are some parts where it it tries to be very um pointed and is sometimes very clumsy the end epilogue is a little bit long Good and it's so long. I mean, it's, I feel like it's obvious why it's long because it's clear that a lot of these women are actual players from yeah. the league. <laughs> I, t- I forgot to mention that one of my favorite lines from the movie, uh, one of my most, my favorite ironic lines from the movie is when they're walking into the museum, a woman says, look, they have a women in baseball thing up there. And Tyler screamed out, yeah, it's why you're there. <laughs> you're attending the opening of the exhibit. Uh, it's a great movie it's a good movie it's a great movie <laughs> go ahead
1: yeah i let's, let's start with the ending it's it's too long um i think you <laughs> could have give lord given, of
0: the rings yeah in, i think for, you, and,
1: and you know i actually really like they the, they they show one of the women like playing a baseball game over the credits that's fine that's not what i'm talking about that's great and in fact it's a good use of of space <laughs> because <laughs> something's going on and it's just different shots of it you're not like watching a game and like that you know you're just watching different shots of of, of get a game and the credits are rolling that's great you i think i think it's wonderful that the women that actually you know played some of these roles and played in the league got some screen time got a couple of lines i think that's all great but it's like 20 minutes long <laughs> like it's ridiculous Yeah, Um, you wish that
0: they had maybe chopped it up a little bit and interspersed it into the movie, maybe. Like going through the exhibit and seeing pictures and those triggering new scenes, maybe. Right.
1: And then but you know, like you you come off of this like kind of high of of the you know exciting World Series and the emotional catharsis of uh Kit and Dottie like mending their relationship. And then it's just like (laughs) Epilogue. Epilogue. It's like okay, okay. And then like when Dottie and Kit see each other, it's important. But you're also like, wait, they've seen each other. Like her, Dottie, <laughs> yeah. like seeing the other women is actually should be more emotional because she ha- literally seems like she hasn't seen any of these women in 50 years, and a lot of them like continued to play, and she just the one did the one season. I don't know. It, it that's that's a big part of like the cheesiness of it. And any we talked about sort of the more clunky emotional moments which there are many and they're all clunky and yet it still works. It makes me tear up every time and I think it's the music. I think old Hansi Z with his music <laughs> swells gets you. <ya. laughs> but yeah, on the flip side, this is one of my favorite movies. Your Inner Child is not an idiot. This is hilarious. The woman who plays Marla Hooch, I don't remember her name. It's hilarious. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell's hilarious. Tom Hanks is hilarious. I think the direction is is generally pretty good. Um, Megan Cavanaugh like plays Marla Kavanaugh. Yes, thank you. Gina Davis is, is is good. I think she's not funny in this, but she's not supposed to be. You know, she's a she's a good lead. Right. She's strong. Like, you can see, like, the dynamic between Dottie and Kit is, like, makes a lot of sense. Like, the sort of uh, emotional growth there. I mean, this movie rules. I love it. Your inner child is not an idiot. <laughs> what do you think, everybody? Your inner child is an idiot at gmail.com. You can uh, text us or leave us a voicemail, 615 576 0525. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and stuff. And stuff. And stuff. You get the idea. We want to thank our patrons, uh, including Lindsay Nell.
0: Oh, Doctor. It's Kevin from Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) The Hands of Fate. Dan the Hands McIntyre. <laughs> Jonathan the Hands Day. <laughs> They're all the they can't all be the hands. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh Jackson. The Hands, the hands of fate. Sorry. <laughs> Jackson has an unhealthy obsession with Damon.
1: The elusive fan Grompkins. Shit on the cartouche. Josh Frigo.
0: Oh, he just knocked Hitler down with a baseball. It's dramatically placed that dog.
1: Oh, Hector Socks, it's Travis Vance.
0: <laughs> Hector Socks. His honor, of the mayor is throwing out the first pitch.
1: Beth Sermont is playing third base.
0: Oh, you, <laughs> oh, you hate to see it. David Mort being carted off the field. Oh,
1: just because <gasps> we're rounding third and heading for home.
0: The Supreme Ruler of this podcast is sponsoring today's game. <laughs> Supreme Ruler.
1: Scalphosaurus is in the dugout scratching himself <laughs> for the entire third inning.
0: And we have a guest announcer for this next one. It's uh, Dr. Uh, Malcolm's, uh, 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 yes, Heaving Bosom. Particle Man is a patron. Captain Jean-Luc Picard is making it so
1: (laughs) Damon's Australian (laughs) accent is uh, ordering a hot dog you know they don't have those in
0: Australia and T. Smith is coming in to relieve the pitcher
1: Karen Kurd, hit the showers Karen you're not pitching well
0: (laughs) (laughs) and they can see that one all the way in Fort Wayne that's the zesty
1: Jeremy Palin is stuck in right field. Out stuck. with the dandelions. Literally. literally.
0: <laughs> and Larista Maestro the Feistro. That's not a play on words. Feistro <laughs> not anything. Heather
1: Southpaw Tuggle. Southpaw. That's the a term of the they game. Use. MVP. Good job. Thank you all very much. If you want to support like them, patreon.com slash an Idiot. And we'll read your names stupidly like we did our friends that we just read. Thank you all very much. Thanks for watching the show. Um, We're just going to, Damon's going to write a new baseball song. uh, Just like Madonna did. I'll give you some.
0: Time for baseball. Time for baseball. Who wants baseball? I want baseball. You want baseball. It's time for baseball. That's okay. not really a song as much as uh, like a war chant.
1: That's basically how um, uh, Beyonce did "Love on Top" because she heard that <laughs> and she was like, "I like how it goes up in half steps." She's like,
0: <laughs> "It's true." That song mm. has a lot of key changes. You're the one that I need, the one that I love, the one that I need. And originally, that was uh, it was just going to be her and a baseball stadium organ in that song. That was the demo. An old 98-year-old woman playing organ for Beyoncé Beyoncé